to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones. And yes, we are transmitting live from our station here at www.tway.tv, twitcasting.tv, and our various networks. So we thank you all for tuning in for today's program as we're going to continue looking at the prophetic book of 2 Peter. Today we're going to be talking about the subject matter of false prophets and false teachers. So we thank you for tuning in for today's program. And those of you that are tuning in live via social media, Facebook, T-Wave, and the likes, we'd love for you to post your questions or your comments there on the blog for Nathan Jones or myself. But of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. And uh, Lord, it's a very difficult topic as we talk about false teachers and deception. We pray, Lord, that uh, we will just be... Uh, able to get through the quagmire that is all the false teaching out there so that people can see your true light, your true word, Lord, and know you as you are, as the Bible teaches. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Again, thank you, Nathan Jones. You're tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones. Again, this prophetic book of Second Peter. Hey, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Aventura, Calvary Broward, and The Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. And, of course, we want to thank you for uh, supporting uh, our programs and our ministry as well. And if you are tuned in and you want to be a student of biblical prophecy or eschatology, we'd love for you to consider being part of the Calvary Chapel Bible Prophecy School of Ministry, TV Radio Edition, and the Truth Will Set You Free Seminary. Great opportunities for you to be able to grow in the Lord. And you can find more information here at 305-992-9537 or simply go on to www.twave.tv and uh, grow in your knowledge of eschatology and biblical prophecy and be excited about the wonderful things that God is doing all around us. And of course, if you find yourselves in the Hollandale Aventura area, be part of the Calvary Broward ministry. They're meeting on, at 9 a.m. on Sundays and 11 a.m. in English. And uh, also Wednesday, the truth will set you free. We'd like to invite you to be part of their study at 7.30. So we thank you for your prayers and support and also be part of these wonderful things. Again, for those of you that want to write to us, you can do so. We're located at 1000 Foster Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome my good friend and co-host, Nathan Jones, to our program. Nathan, good morning here in Florida. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I am doing fantastic, Nathan. And... Uh, I say good morning because you are, what, an hour different than we are, Nathan? So you, I always get it mixed up with Texas time. Yes, yes. You get to start the day fresher than we do. <laughs> well ahead of us. When the new year comes, you get to be one year ahead of us for now. Is that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. That's why uh, I think it's funny when people write into our ministry and they say, Jesus says you don't know the day or hour when I will come back. And but people say, you know, it's going to be the midnight hour because it's like a thief coming in at midnight. Therefore, Jesus will return at midnight. And we respond, well, what, which time zone are you talking about? Is Jesus coming at midnight only in Jerusalem? Or is he going to stagger it to all the midnights around the world? So it's funny what, what theories people come up with. That is such a good point, Nathan. That is so funny. It all depends how you look at it, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> The good thing is that he's outside of time, and he's going to come at the right time for everyone and at the same time. Amen, brother. Yeah, when 
we don't know the day or hour, but we know we're definitely living in the season as a return because of the signs of the time. So look out, be watchful, as Jesus said, and always keep your lamps lit. That is awesome. Isn't it cool, Nathan, that God is in control and, and, and he can worry about the time change and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've always wondered, uh, the day of Jesus returns at the end of the tribulation, the Bible says it's a day like no other, and the sign of the Lord is up in the sky. Yes. I've always wondered, how can this sign in the sky, how will the whole world see it? Will they see it all at once? Will yes. they only see it as their time zones change, as their rotates? I've always wondered about that. Someday we'll find out, but that's one of those biblical mysteries. Absolutely, and that is fantastic. So thank you for, for sharing that. And we always have a lot of fun, Nathan, in our program, but maybe someone out there uh, is not too familiar with Lamb Lion Ministry. you mind sharing a little bit about it in your contact information? Well, certainly. Well, Lamb Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that a number of ways. One is our television program, Christ in Prophecy, with our founder and senior evangelist, Dr. David Reagan. We also have our website at landline.com, as well as our blog at christinprophecyblog.org, and our uh, we have an online store of resources at bibleprophecyresources.com. Check all those websites out. We have tons of information, right. resources, articles, and uh, social networks you connect to to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Ooh, thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And for those of you that are watching us live, you can see that website there, Christ in Prophecy. And also, Nathan, I'm displaying the uh, Mighty Angels of Revelation, the series that you posted for us. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I see the blog uh, behind you. Uh, this time last year, we did a series on Revelation, verse by verse, but from the perspective of the angels, and we've got, right. finally had the time to, to blog through that. Brother, I think we're up at 70 some segments right now. We, we still have Revelation 22 to cover, so by the time we're done, we'll probably be in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> praise the Lord for that. What a series. <laughs> well, Nathan, and that's why uh, we've talked about uh, putting all these resources together because it's like going to school, right, Nathan? Those people that have been following us for a few years. Uh, it's really neat to be able to provide this for them. Well, that's why I encourage anybody to sign up for your online Bible prophecy school. I think it's tremendously important that people get excited about what God's overall plan for the ages is, and they can do that in your school, right? Absolutely, Nathan. And it's almost uh, very similar to what you and I have been doing for many years, but now it gives people an opportunity to actually get credit for going through the school. And we have, uh, we have Enzo here behind me, and... Uh, He's doing a great job, and he's going to be actually sharing his uh, sermon term paper uh, this evening. So other students will have an opportunity to do this online as well. Awesome. What time should they tune in to see Oh, they should tune in exactly at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, Florida, around 8.05 there. And I think it'll be exciting. Uh, we'll be praying for Enzo. Absolutely. Thank you, Nathan. But again, it's just exciting to see what God is doing. Uh, you and I talked about the importance of raising up all the generation of younger people, right, Nate? To be able to um, uh, grow in eschatology. And you and I know that that is something that is lacking. A lot of churches, a lot of pastors, they're not giving it much attention, right, Nate? And that's a concern also for us. Yeah, I mean, and since the Left Behind books came out, the passion for Bible prophecy is dimmed. And I think a lot of it has to do with, for, wow, well, I guess that's... Really, Hal Lindsey was the late great planet Earth in 1970. They've been talking about Jesus returning, Jesus returning, Jesus returning. Yes. You and I have been alive. Uh, <laughs> uh, sadly, we're, we're, we're getting closer to that half century mark. 
<clears throat> and Jesus hasn't returned yet. And I think yeah. people are feeling that, well, they don't know what they're talking about. Jesus is coming soon, that's crazy. When we say this is coming soon, we mean soon from God's perspective. Yes. And that uh, is soon in, in the generation that sees Israel become a nation again, as Jesus said in Matthew 24 and 25. So, yes, we are in that time period right. where Jesus will return. We don't know when, but we need to keep uh, watching. Yes. It's going to happen. Brother, I believe from the signs of the end times that it's even going to happen in our lifetime. Mm, absolutely, Nathan. And that's why we want to encourage individuals to continue to be excited. We don't know the day or the hour, but we're looking at the signs of the times and the way things are speeding up with technology and everything else. I mean, we could be that special generation that will be alive and remain when the Lord comes for the rapture. So, Nathan, I'm so uh, in agreement with you. And uh, we also want to encourage people. Our focus should be on Jesus, on serving Him, and being faithful. And if He does return in our lifetime, praise God. But if He doesn't, we also want to be uh, equipped as well. Right, Nate? Right, right. We need to be prepared uh, in season and out of season, right? Absolutely. You know, Nathan, in talking about being prepared in season and out of season, one of the ways that we have been helping equip people and prepare them is through the prophetic book of Second Peter. And Nate, you and I would agree that there's so much deception in these last days, there's so much confusion, so many false teachers, so many false prophets. I mean, you look at televangelists and they're popping up every week, uh, new ones. But with so much heresies that is being taught out there, and as you and I have been going through the prophetic book of Second Peter, uh, we notice the warnings here by Peter to the readers at this time. And we're going to continue in Second Peter chapter 2. So would you be able, Nathan, to take us through these first verses as we continue in our study? Sure, sure. If I could uh, first jump back to what Jesus said uh, back in Matthew 24, when the apostles were asking Jesus, <clears throat> what is the sign at the end of the age that we know that Jesus is coming back? And Jesus said in verse 4, and he said to them, keep it, no one deceive you. Yes. Verse 5, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And he repeats that two more times throughout the chapter. One of the signs of the end times that Jesus gave was that he, uh, and he defined, was that the false prophets would come in the last days. They would deceive many, and they would increase in their frequency and intensity. Uh, the deception, there'd be more and more of them. Right. And this is now, we got Peter, and Peter's writing this near the end of his life, so we're talking about possibly in the 60s or 70 AD, mm -hmm. and he's bringing the same topic up. He's continuing the thought from chapter 1, where Peter talked about how he and the apostles were eyewitnesses, the yeah. Holy Spirit was speaking through them and giving them prophecy, and now in chapter 2, he's continuing that thought with the false prophets. Mm. Verse 1 begins, But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. Mm -hmm. And many will follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of the truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. Wow. I mean, Nathan, this is some powerful, powerful verses uh, as Peter is writing uh, about false prophets. Uh, and then it says, Nathan, what I caught, it says, amongst uh, the people. And it reminds me of Paul warning the early church, right, Nathan, that oftentimes these people sometimes will rise up from within uh, their congregations. 
Oh, certainly, certainly. And uh, I'm reminded that at that time period, there were quite a number of false prophets right. that the Bible brings up. Take, for instance, in Acts chapter 5, verse 37, there was a man named Judas a Galilee, mm. and he told the Jews about 10 years before the birth of Jesus that it was shameful for them to be consenting to pay tribute to the Romans and tolerating mortal masters after having God for their Lord. Wow. And that he uh, had a false prophet that followed him and proclaimed him named Sadak. And he presented himself to people as he, like he's Elijah, and that he was proceeding and announcing the Messiah, this Judah, the Galilean. And they ended up forming a group called the Zealots. And of course, it's the famous apostle that was saved out of the Zealot movement. That was the Zealots. Simon the Zealot. Simon the Zealot. Right. Yeah. There's a little trivia there for you. So Simon was saved out of that cult. So. Simon was a member of a false teaching. He was trapped in it, and Jesus rescued him from that. You know, Nathan, and that's why when you look at history, again, we see that there were false prophets and false teachers in that time, but then I think also we've seen an increase, right, Nate? And a lot of times people get surprised when these individuals kind of come from within them, almost like it's like, a, it's like the Lord never reminded them how it was going to occur. <laughs> oh, no. Josephus wrote in his Antiquities book, and you can find this in Acts 5.36, a man named Thetis in 45 AD. Uh -huh. He influenced the majority of the masses to take up their possession and go across the Jordan River. And he claimed that when he got to the Jordan River, it was part of his command. Now, obviously, he got there. The Jordan didn't part and looked really <laughs> foolish. And a lot of his followers stayed with their lives. The Romans did not tolerate uh, false prophets. Yeah. Raise up rebellions and, and uh, a lot of his followers fell. Or you read in, in Acts 21, it's a reference to an unnamed Egyptian Jew. Right. You know, while Paul was being almost killed by a hostile mob, a Roman commander, he was stationed at the temple there and he arrests Paul. Right. And when Paul says something to him in Greek, the surprised commander says, Well, do you know Greek? Then you're not the Egyptian who sometimes goes stirred up a revolt and led 4,000 men of the assassins out into the wilderness. And of course, Paul assured us that he wasn't the man. And Josephus said, this man led his followers to the Mount of Olives, threatening to force entry into Jerusalem and liberate it from the Roman occupation, and many of his followers were killed in the ensuing battle. Again, the Romans did not tolerate false prophets at that time period leading rebellions. So here's three references just in Acts alone that refer to false teachers and false prophets in that day and age. You know, Nathan, and, and again, it's just amazing to me. Uh, what the Bible has to say and history has to say and also all these that have risen up if you will and gone by the wayside and uh, it's just amazing of course we have some individuals that are tuned in live via social media uh, they are Facebook and also um, Twitcasting uh, and also T-Wave and uh, we want to encourage you continue to post your questions uh, or your comments uh, for us here and we have a question from Nick Cobains. I'm just going to read it out and share this. And hopefully, Nathan, maybe we can shed some light. There's a big debate over Calvinism and Arminism. Could it be argued that Stouch advocates on both camps are taking scriptures out of context and thus teaching false doctrines? I personally hold to a Calvinism view both but reject some of the points of, of tulip calvinism still there are some amazing calvinist teachers that are prominent and well respected how do we reconcile this do we simply wear a calvin 
uh, goggles when reading their materials so as not to throw out the baby uh, with the bath water. Uh, were you able to catch that, Nathan, okay? Wow, that's a, that's a very deep topic. Uh, why don't Vicky explain what Calvinism is or an Arminian is to, so that people understand it, and then I'll respond. Yeah, uh, this is uh, Nick uh, Covains, and that's a good question. Some have their, the belief that individuals are going to lose their salvation. Others believe that, no, you cannot lose your salvation. And there's this great debate uh, when it comes to Calvinism and Arminism or Tulip. And uh, what we try to do, uh, at least what we believe and what we teach uh, on part of Calvary Chapel, is that we, we believe in what is called also a human responsibility. When you look at the book of um, John chapter 15, uh, and Jesus calls us to abide, I don't believe that you can lose your salvation, but I do believe this human responsibility. I do believe, uh, uh, I don't believe like some people teach, well, if you accept Jesus, that's it. You're fine, you're in, and you're going to heaven. No, I also see human responsibility. Yes, you accept Jesus. We believe that you're saved by grace, that you cannot lose your salvation. But I also believe that there needs to be fruit. As you abide in Jesus, there needs to be fruit coming forth. So I don't believe that just uh, uh, accepting or, or, or reciting a prayer and that's it, I'm in. I believe that the Bible teaches a, a little bit of both there and that human responsibility. So that's our take on it. Uh, here as Calvary Chapel. So Nate, that's kind of like uh, my personal uh, way of seeing it. So I hope that helps Nick uh, a little bit. I agree. Uh, uh, both Calvin and kind of part of many of they, they both, like us, were working out their salvation with fear and trembling. And both men came up with systems of the theology that attempt to explain the relationship between God's sovereignty and man's responsibility in the matter of salvation. And you know, most of the churches in the United States, they are founded on John Calvin's system of theology. Uh, both men are, are were men, they're sinners like us, and they're yes. both trying to, to understand God better. So I would say neither Calvin's teaching nor Arminius's teaching were uh, complete. I think both of them are, are lacking. Some take free will way too far, and I think Calvin got rid of free will altogether. <laughs> and uh, Christ created you know, a hyper-Calvinism where right. uh, nobody has a choice in salvation, and neither of those systems are incorrect. But both these men weren't looking to uh, distort the word of God. Both men weren't out there looking to deceive the people. Both men were trying to understand salvation. Yeah. And we can learn a lot from what they did and build upon that as we study the Bible. I mean, salvation has always been about faith. So whether Jew or Greek or free, anyone who has a saving faith in God's eyes is considered elect. Mm -hmm. So I think the best definition I've ever heard concerning being chosen or predestination or election is called comes from Joe Foch of Calvary Chapel Aventura. And he said, if you're saved, then you've been predestined and are one of the elect. You're saved, you're elect. And I think that sums it up best. That's very good, and thank you. And actually, Joe Foch is from Calvary Philly. Uh, so, uh, what, what did I say? Aventura. Oh, sorry. That's yeah, okay. We, that's okay. We Calvary go. Chapel, you're right. East Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia. My bad. I used to send Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia. There you go. <laughs> and, but it's the same beliefs, right, Nate? And I, and I do. I, and, and of course, we tell people, hey, uh, uh, we can agree to disagree. We just uh, we do it uh, uh, amiably. And, and uh, that's why we, we hold to that belief. And uh, uh, we want to thank you, Nick. Thank you for asking that question. Thank you for tuning in. And we want to thank anyone else there, uh, or we want to encourage anyone else. Hey, if you have a question or a comment, uh, throw it our way. We have ends on the background. He'll feed those to us, and we'll talk about them. And uh, we'll see again 
who are true uh, false teachers or uh, true false prophets. And then there's also good people out there that I would not necessarily call them uh, directly false teachers and false prophets. They're not looking to directly deceive the people. So, uh, Nate, I think uh, that was awesome. So, again, we're going to probably get a few more um, questions and comments. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to ask Enzo. He's going to come up here. He's going to show us some of these because I think we're getting some of them through uh, Facebook possibly. And we'll... Um, We'll just share them and see um, and see if, if Nathan and I uh, can tackle some of this. So, Nate, here's another question. As it pertains to false teachings, could it be said that the dogmatic approach to Calvinism, hyper-Calvinism, is a false teaching? Your thoughts on that? Well, again, both Calvin and Arminius were, weren't looking to teach falsely. Uh, bear in mind what we're studying here in Second Peter 2 is about false prophets who seek to destruct the heresies yes. to destroy the faith. And uh, as we'll read throughout Second Peter 2, uh, Peter goes on to tell about how their destruction is assured, how they speak blasphemy, and how right. they're seeking deception. And uh, these men, both Calvin and Arminius, weren't out there teaching. A modern example is uh, uh, John MacArthur with his Lordship Salvation, the idea right. that you're saved, but if Jesus isn't always 100% Lord of your life, then you lose your salvation. And I don't think MacArthur's quite enough, but that's how people ran with that thought. Right. And so John MacArthur is one of the, the godliest Bible-believing men that I have ever studied. Is he out there trying to deceive the people? No. Not, and that's the subject of Second Peter uh, yes. 2 here. Isn't that these are men who are seeking out to understand their salvation like we all are, yeah. but men who purposely are going out to right. destroy people's faith in Jesus Christ. Excellent. Well put. That's a very good point, Nathan. And we want to thank those of you that are tuning in and listening or watching and posting these questions. And we do want to make that distinction. There is a big difference between those individuals that are out there that they're directly, they are these wolves in sheep's clothing. They care nothing about the sheep. They only want to fleece their pockets uh, by uh, making merchandise of people. And I think, Nathan, I agree with you. I think that was very well put, uh, what you just shared. So individuals that are watching and listening uh, we'll see what it is that the scriptures are saying. Again, you're tuning to the Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy, TV, Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones. We're looking at 2 Peter chapter 2, the prophetic book. We're talking about false teachers, false prophets, deception, uh, and the like. And uh, Peter tells us that there were false prophets amongst the people, even as there will be false teachers among you. And Nathan, you put it very well. Jesus said in Matthew 24 that there's going to be many. Not few, right, Nate, but many. No, you're right, exactly. And, and bear in mind what they're teaching. Uh, as you read Calvin and Arminius and John MacArthur and others, they're teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ as the only way to heaven, the Son of God, the perfect Savior. Now, look how yes. uh, Peter describes the false teachers in chapter 2. He says they deny the Lord that bought them, mm. and they follow destructive ways. In other words, their life patterns show yeah. they don't believe in God living or righteousness. Uh, they blasphemy the truth of the Bible. They live covetously. They exploit you. They say deceptive words. Mm. And as we'll read throughout the rest of the chapter, they're in it for the money. Yes. They're in it for the money. And, you know, our television show, Christ and Prophecy, is a television evangelism channel. We get ripped all the time <laughs> because there are so many false television evangelists out there. Right. Creflo Dollar. You know, I don't know right. if for those listeners that they're in a Creflo Dollar. Creflo Dollar is a false prophet. 
even into the money. This whole show is nothing about prosperity yeah. gospel and how God wants to make you rich. You never get rich, do you? But who gets rich? They Christ do. The dollar gets rich. <laughs> He's a false prophet. So there's a big difference here between what Peter's saying working out their faith and fear and trembling their salvation yeah. versus these people who are out there to make a buck. It's true, Nathan. I'm still waiting for my private jets. I, I you know... <laughs> What, what is his latest jet? $68 million? And he raised the full $68 million? I mean, that's just mind-boggling. We're trying to raise 30000 here at T-Wave. Maybe he can bring some our way from his tithe. <laughs> brother, I wouldn't take any money from one of these false prophets. Uh, you, brother, stick to faith and the Lord will provide, right? Thank you, Nathan. Yeah, that was a joke. It's true. Because it's true, Nathan. It, it, yeah. it, it is sad, though, isn't it, Nathan? I mean... When you look at these false prophets and false teachers, and I was um, sharing with some, they, they actually were going to bring out a, a television show about the million dollar pastors. I don't know if you got a quote of that one. And oh, no, no. Um, it was almost like a Miami Vice type of program where you have these mega church pastors, uh, in a sense, pimped out, showing their latest uh, million dollar mansions and cars and Porsches. And they were parading them just like movie stars and showing off all their, all their wealth. And uh, I mean, it, it, when you really think about that, Nathan, sometimes people get upset at a lot of few names, right? And they care well, more. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Uh -huh. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I, I was really blessed to get to know uh, Tim LaHaye, who's the author of the Left Behind series and many, many other books. Yes. He was alive. He passed away recently. And most people didn't realize that the sale of the Left Behind series, among his other books, left this humble pastor a multi-multi-millionaire. But he never yeah. lived that way. Yes. He gave a lot of them away. He started churches and foundations and schools using his own personal money. He lived very humbly. He didn't have the latest and greatest anything. Right. That's a person who loves the Lord. But you're right, brother. These guys... Uh, Point them out, Joel Osteen, you know, they live like kings, kings. Yes. That's not how the Lord wants us to live. The money he gives us is meant to serve him, not to serve ourselves. Mm. You know, Nathan, and that's why I hope those of you that are watching and listening and you're tuning into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. And it's a very important subject matter, that of false teachers and false prophets. And you need to identify them. You need to recognize. Nathan made a good point. Look at their track record. What are they going after? Most of them are going after dead presidents, if you will. The money. And, <laughs> and, and we see the movie that came out about that, right, Nathan? Dead presidents. But it's a reality that at the end of the day, they're not concerned about the gospel. They're not concerned about salvation. They're not concerned about you. They're primarily concerned about what they can get from you. And that's why we call that fleecing the flock. And Nathan, I, I think you're so right. We also need to point out all the wonderful examples because... People tend to throw all pastors and teachers or evangelists in the same category, but not so. There's a lot of wonderful individuals. I mean, look at Dave Reagan. Look at your ministry, what you guys are doing there. And uh, yes, everyone needs uh, financial support, but that's not the end goal. The end goal is to preach Jesus, Nate. Amen. Uh, Billy Graham is another great example. Someone who, over the years, his fame and books and all have made yes. millions of dollars. But he lives in a humble mountain cabin uh, yeah. in North Carolina, and he doesn't have his own personal jets and cars and boats and things. Very humble man. He could have lived like a king, but he, he, he didn't. Because he was concerned about the soul, yes. not his wallet. That is a very good point. Excellent point, Nathan. And of course, 
we're so blessed also to be part of Calvary Chapel. And again, uh, we know this Pastor Chuck Smith. I mean, just a wealthy, wealthy uh, uh, ministry uh, everywhere, uh, places everywhere. But then when you look at his lifestyle, Nathan, the guy drove a regular car, did regular, he didn't have bodyguards. And that's why, what a wonderful example they left us. And that's why a lot of the uh, Calvary Chapel pastors, they pretty much uh, try to emulate uh, that and be a good example to let people know, hey, in the midst of all these false prophets, in the midst of all these wolves in sheep's clothing, there still are a lot of honest ministry, right, Nate? Amen. There are, there are. And I think that's the reason the false prophets are getting more and more prolific. Yes. Because the closer we get to the return of Jesus Christ, yeah. the more they're screaming and yelling and getting attention away from Jesus Christ, away from the Bible, away from the true doctrine taught in the Bible, to deceive the many before the Lord comes, to take as many as they can to hell with them. And that's the times we live in. Absolutely, and, and that's why you and I, part of this program is to call them out. We, we want to teach the truth. Amen. We want to teach what the Bible says, and some people might get a little bit upset about that, uh, and we understand, but we need to proclaim the truth of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, uh, what difference are we making? What influence are we having? And if you're out there and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, or actually maybe you're out there and you were hurt, you went through a church, or you, you were part of a scheme from a false prophet, and maybe you've uh, turn your back on God because of something that happened. Hey, listen, we want to pray for you. We want you to know God has a plan for your life. God loves you. We are living in a fallen world. And this is why you need to turn to Christ. Uh, and also, if you don't know the Lord, you also need to turn to Christ because the Holy Spirit, that is going to be your protection against what's coming. And Nate, would you be able maybe to share with that person on the other side? Maybe they don't have a relationship with the Lord how they can begin that relationship and maybe also uh, be able to pray for that person out there that maybe has been hurt because someone that took advantage of them. Well, Jesus said, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, yes. and whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believe in Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God. He is the Savior of your soul. And in repentance, put your faith and trust in Him. Pray from your heart, Jesus, please. Forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And he promises to do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. You'll have a new life here on this earth and a new life in heaven with him forever. Mm. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And of course, again, for those of you that are tuned in and maybe you just accepted the Lord as your Lord and Savior, we'd love to hear from you. We want to celebrate with you. The Bible says that every sinner that repents, there's a celebration in heaven. We will encourage you to write to us. We're located at 1000 Foster Road, Hollandale, Florida, 3309. You accepted the Lord. We want to send you a Bible so that you can grow in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, remember, our lines will remain open even though our program is pretty much over. Uh, uh, give us a call, 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME. Or continue to post your questions or your comments or your prayer requests. Those of you that are watching us live via social media. And we want to make sure that we're available there to uh, pray and also to encourage you. But uh, Nathan Jones, amazing, amazing. Uh, we just started to touch the surface of uh, 2 Peter chapter 2, talking about false teachers and false prophets. And uh, our time has pretty much run out. But I want to thank you so much for opening up these scriptures and for encouraging those individuals on the other side with the truth. So thank you so much, Nathan. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. 
And of course, again, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. But again, I want to encourage you guys, read the Word of God, trust the Lord. He is coming soon. He does have a wonderful plan, but He wants us to be educated and lean on His Holy Spirit because we truly are living in the last days. So Vic Batista and Nathan Jones say goodbye to the Lord. Bless you. Look up. Your redemption draws near. The Lord Jesus is coming back soon. You guys have a great day.